You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture lesson comes from the book of James, chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave birth to us by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The word of God for the people of God. God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I have started my Christmas shopping. Actually, I started it a few weeks ago. Thanks to the live stream, I can't tell you what I've gotten for anyone. But I will tell you this, I don't really like to shop. But I like to give gifts. Now, gifts are really important to me, giving gifts to other people, receiving gifts. That's a love language for me. But when Mike and I were engaged, We spent our first Christmas together at my house, um, at my parents' home, and in my family, it's a small family. It's just me and my brother and my parents and my uh, grandmother at that point, and um, so there was just six of us, and when you include Mike, and the thing is that we, um, one by one, open a present so that it takes all morning long and you open your present and you thank the person who gave it to you and it feels good and everything. Well, in Mike's family, he has all kinds of cousins and aunts and uncles. And so when he would celebrate Christmas, he had a pile of presents in front of him and everyone just started opening the presents. And you didn't have to look at anybody or they didn't look at you. And uh, then that's just how it went. Now, Mike said to me, I just don't understand what do you do in your, like, if you don't like the gift. I mean, everyone's looking at you. And I said, well, you smile and thank them. But then I also had trouble because I, I didn't like not having everybody watch me with the gift um, because I wanted to thank them because I figured they spent time and energy picking out this gift for me and it was special. And so I wanted them to know how much I loved it. And so we spent several months in premarital counseling trying to get that all figured out. For me, gift giving is how you say I love you and how I know you love me because it's intentional. When I give a gift, I like to think about how that person will feel when they open the gift, how they'll use the gift or where, you know, where the gift or how they use it, however. Um, And when I receive a gift, I feel special. I feel thought of that someone spent time to think of me and buy me something special. I think back to special uh, 
gifts like the Cabbage Patch Kid that my dad waited in line at the Myers for, for hours in order to get for me. Or I think about the time shortly after my daughter Allison got her driver's license and she and our son Ben went and picked out earrings for me for my birthday. And they did that all on their own. Or I think about um, my mom made me a, a lap quilt, a tiny homes lap quilt, because that year the church I was serving was the church, first church to sponsor a tiny home for cast community services, and she wanted to honor that. Or I think about the year um, when Allison, our daughter, was just four months old, and Mike and I decided that we were going to spend very little money on each other for Christmas. And so I followed the rules, and for Christmas that year, Allison gave me a KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> I recently put out a Facebook request asking for people to share with me what their favorite gifts were, and I thought I would share them with you. Uh, Reverend Jill Zundell, who was an associate pastor here several years ago, um, said that her favorite gift was after the time she preached about not getting a Charlie McCarthy doll that she had asked for. And one of the parishioners gave her that after hearing the sermon. Or John Lease, who used to be the youth director here many years ago, when he was 12 years old, he and his cousin both got racing sleds, and they got to spend the whole day on their racing sleds. Or Mary Knaus, who's upstairs doing slides, um, she, one year, her husband Dave uh, commissioned a quilt by Sharon Chereau of her dog Riley, and it was beautiful. Or Sharon Majerus, who no longer is here, she's moved to New York, and she had been on staff here yet. She also got a Cabbage Patch Kid that her uh, grandmother had waited in line and searched out for. Or Debbie Domenko, who is a member here that lives in Chicago, who, when she was 16 years old, got tickets to see Elvis Presley, and she opened them up and screamed and then screamed again at the concert. Or Jeff Smolik, whose wife Connie won him a helicopter ride. They're all very meaningful gifts that show great love. They show intention. They show thoughtfulness. But I'll admit, when I first put that question out, it took me a while to get those kind of answers. I was looking for people to tell me about presents, and instead they responded about gifts like children, or friendship, or music, things that we can't really measure, people who've changed our lives, who experiences that have left an impact upon us. Those are the greatest gifts that are often hardest to explain. But this church is one of those kind of gifts. It's a gift given to us by God, and by people who never even knew us, but they dreamt of us. They planned for us, they saved for us, and they built this church for us and for our children and for our grandchildren so that we might know God and serve God's people. God blessed them, and they blessed us. Now, they might not have known exactly who we all were individually, but God did, and God worked through them, and here we are called together to be Clarkston United Methodist Church, the presence of Christ in the community of Clarkston, Michigan. 
We are here to connect people to people and people to God, to engage in mission and faith formation and be generous and inclusive and love Jesus above all else, to share life together, to change lives, to connect, to make a difference, to raise our children, to learn to make a difference, to leave a legacy, to be faithful together, to love one another. I wonder, do you realize the impact of this church? When I had questions, you heard me and you helped me find the answers. When I sought community, you welcomed me. When our family went through a really hard year, our church family did everything for us. You visited and prayed and shared your own stories so that we didn't feel alone. And most of all, you reminded us that God is always there loving us. And as a church, you um, helped me go through missions and meet other people. You were there for me when my wife was on her journey to heaven, helping with um, many positive comments uh, there for me and, and uh, providing food and love and kindness uh, during that journey. Thank you. Uh, when I was uncertain about my path, specifically in my career, you helped pave the way and show me where I needed to be. My family lives quite far away from here. But I have a family right here at Clarkson United Methodist Church, and I love it. You brought me back to my faith. This church is my family, and it gives me perspective every week. I had a serious illness, and you prayed for me. Thank you very much. The church was here for me when uh, I needed support with my job. The church has been there for me when I first uh, learned that I really enjoyed and had a passion for helping others. Clarkson United Methodist Church means the world to me. I've been so blessed as I shared in my call story to be part of this community for 25 years. Even though I'm having a great time at college, I know my church at home is always praying for me. My mother passed away, you brought us meals. What I love probably most is that our pastors welcome everyone to the altar. All are welcomed here. When I was grieving, you provided friends who offered coffee and hugs and prayers. When I was deep in grief after I lost my husband, I actually spoke at his funeral. And when I looked out, the whole con congregation was grieving right along with me. And it made me feel like I'm not alone. So many people reached out. And so you guys were like a soft place to land. And I love you for it. God uses this congregation to make an impact. This church changes lives. You've changed my life and the life of my family. One of the greatest gifts that I've ever received is a call to ministry. The opportunity to serve as your pastor, now twice, is an incredible blessing. My kids spent formative years here where they were part of the Sunday School and the Angels in Training and the Cherub Choir and the Wesley Choir, and now they have a love for music and a love for serving others that I love seeing in them. While we were here before, my husband discerned a new career path, and that meant that he was working and he was going to school in Ann Arbor, and he was away a lot. I learned what it was to have a village 
friends who made life possible, and Mike and I experienced friendships in a way that pastors don't often get to do. I'll always be grateful for that time um, in our life and for the impact that the people of this church have had on our family and for the role that you have played in helping my kids to become who they are. Well, in January of 2015, I received a call about a new appointment that would start in July. And that Lent, we spent um, on our very first capital campaign to raise money to add on to our facility. It was a time of dreaming and excitement. And while I was excited, I was also sad because I wasn't going to be a part of it. I wasn't going to be a part of the ministry, a part of the new building, a part of the dream realized. And then, of course, the bishop sent me back six years later. But coming back to this church at a different time in our life, knowing what we were walking into and the people and the kind of people we were walking into, how we knew that this would be a good place for us as Mike and I prepare to move into having an empty nest. There are so many opportunities to grow in faith and serve others and have a community. And it's a blessing. And now I get to be a part of the dream A part of all that's going on here, all the ministry, I get to enjoy um, the wonderful benefits of this great facility. And I get to work with this amazing staff. And my son gets to be a part of the youth group and engage in mission and faith formation with this amazing congregation. And we get to give back. We get to thank God for all the ways that God has been generous with us and give back to this church who has been such an important part of our lives. Now, we get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty. Mike and I tithe to the operating budget. 10% of our take-home comes to the church to support the ministry. Now, we get to give to the capital campaign, too, And the thing is, we weren't a part of it before, but we are reaping the benefits of it now. And we're excited to be a part of it, but honestly, it's a stretch for us. And so as um, we were thinking about it, we started to feel kind of bad because we couldn't give what we really wanted to. But then the team decided to make it a five-year campaign. And we were thinking it was just gonna be three years and it enables us to give more. And so we're excited. Next week, we are asking you to dare to jump, to jump in, to um, jump in in generosity of yourself and your gifts and your service. And we are having, as you know, two different campaigns, and you will receive in the mail two different cards. The first priority is the operating budget. This is the budget that makes ministry happen on a day-to-day basis. It makes the church work. And the second is the capital campaign. It enables us to pay off the mortgage, which is not a part of our operating budget. And so by paying it off, it doesn't have to be. People ask me how to know what to give. And I just want to tell you that this is a between you and God. It's very much through prayer that we know how to give. And so I want to encourage you to pray, God, how are you calling me to give? And also, the way that we do it, we look at our budget and we determine um, our income, what we can give, 
and I encourage you to do that. And then maybe every year you, you look at uh, how you might give a percentage more. Giving isn't just about your treasure, though. It's about your prayers and your presence and your service. And we need all of these gifts to make ministry possible in this church. I am so grateful to serve this church. This church who has a passion for people, a passion for faith, a passion to make the world better as Christ has called us to do. And I'm grateful for you and for your generosity. Just like those who have gone before us, your gifts make a difference. They make ministry possible. And as we dream about our future, your gifts will pave the way for those here now and for those to come. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.